must have seemed when he told me so sincerely. What up, what up, what up, everybody? This is Daria Hunt from Living Life Fearless, and this is our first podcast, Music Files podcast of 2018, and what you just heard and what you just heard in the intro was Jaron Davis, how insensitive he is, our very first guest. Uh, before we get into that, I'm going to introduce my, my co-host as always, Mr. Darius Walker. Say what up. What's up, everybody? Thank you for coming. This is the first Music Files 2018. We're turning up, and we're very excited to have a friend and a guest, Jaron Davis here musician you just heard some of his vibes and he's here to chat with us and we're just gonna talk music yeah just so uh you know go ahead and say what up to everybody you know this is a you've been our very first well let me give a little backstory you are our very first interview for our interview series presents uh way back last year at some point uh so it only made you know only felt right that you'd be our very first guest of our podcast yeah. Oh, man, man, much love, much love to you, uh, brother. Now we've been friends for almost like fifteen years. Darius, you know, linking up with you two, um, yeah. you know, of course through living life fearless. It's uh, always an honor to be able to be a part and uh, you know share share the grind together. So yeah, how everybody doing? I appreciate being being here. Yeah, it's been a while since we've known each other since I was eighteen. Uh, since 18 yeah, years old so uh little mm-hmm. backstory you know we both used to play ball out out this little prep school in the middle of bumfuck nowhere uh <laughs> north carolina the joke north carolina cherish prep uh you know it was a school about like i don't know 16 16 kids and 15 of them hooped and uh six 16 kids, 10 guards. And, you know, we all came from, you know, all over the country to come together and hoop. And, man, it was nice, actually. I think we lost maybe four games all year or whatnot. But we lived in a house with, like, four of us in one room. Dominant, man. Four of us in one room. We had bunk beds. Uh, and, you know, it was just grinding. And ever since I remember, this dude was over there, you know, bottom bunk drumming. On his little practice pads, bro, since I was like 18. Yeah, man. I had to stay focused warming that bench, man. I was I was being jerked, but that's for another story, man. I tell you, it was between the work ethic of, of the team was pretty much non-existent. Me and Dario would be going to the to the gym, man, hit the weights while, while these clowns was doing, doing hardly nothing. So, right. you know, wrapping it up when the rest of the team was like, you know, I don't know, on some other stuff, man, we was able to, you know, link and connect, obviously become friends for a duration. So, yeah. So that was the, the blessing in disguise, you know. Yeah, I mean, all of us have been friends basically through sports. You know, me and Darius met through basketball, you know, me kicking his ass at, yeah. the, at the Y. So, <laughs> it's, I got you uh, twice, bro. I got you a few times. What? Way back. <laughs> so like, <laughs> way back. You know, it's connected us all. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, man. You know, we're still at it, yeah. And uh, you know, you still drumming, bro. Like I wasn't surprised when I found out, you know, you was you was making some noise out here. So uh had to get you on the site, had to get you, you know, had to check in and see what she was doing and uh, you know, maybe you wanna 
fill, fill, fill the people in who don't know that much about you, uh, how you started, you know, uh, into drumming and just what you plan on doing, uh, basically. Yeah, definitely, man. I, uh, I mean, I've been pretty much playing drums since, since I, well, I mean, since I can remember, so two, three years old, but, um, you know, I tore up many a kid's drum sets, got my first real <laughs> drum set when I was about 10 playing in church. You know, my mom was a choir director. Uh, but I mean, mainly I, I didn't really start really cultivating uh, my music um, as far as a craft till probably senior year of high school, um, just because I was pushing sports. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my, my dad actually sold, <laughs> I had that drum set about one year. He sold it because I wouldn't practice enough to his liking so I mean I was mainly in the reading slam magazines and watching games and the drum kit was collecting dust and uh yeah man I didn't I kept playing in church but then stopped about eighth grade didn't pick it up again until senior year and I don't even really honestly know how or why I picked it back up again I just you know, my dad always would tell me, he's like, you'll come back to it eventually. And I was just like, you know, I mean, in my in the back of my mind, I wanted to be a professional basketball player. Uh, right. Didn't grow after eighth grade. <laughs> and um, and then even still, like, by the time I met Dario, I mean, I was, like, super hungry for drumming at that point because I was, I was fresh back into it. So I tried to eat, sleep, and drink it when I could. And then when I went on to junior college after that, Pretty much, I mean, I was still hoping, praying for the basketball dream, but I knew in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'll push hoops as long as I can, and then I'll just return to drumming full time whenever that opportunity presents itself. And uh, after my first year of junior college, I broke my kneecap, so uh, so that kind of you know steered me, you know, not by choice necessarily, because I still you know I still rehab, but you know, being you know barely six foot. Mm-hmm. wasn't no coaches they wasn't wanting to touch me after no knee injury man you know I wasn't I wasn't jumping like Steve Francis so right. you know that pretty much it almost you know by by default I didn't really have another option it's like well these are my two gifts you know basketball I, um, I guess I was able to react that's the one thing my dad you know instead of getting that post-sport depression I was able mm-hmm. to make adjustments and uh, do something else, which is, as both of y'all know, man, you got to be able to do in life in general is adjust on the spot. Yeah, man, of course. You know. Yeah. So. You got to be open and willing to make, you know, adjustments, like you said. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, I mean, I'm just, you know, I feel like, as both of y'all probably know too, man, like other people will see you and think that you're doing something, you know, big. And when you when you keeping your head down and just working, it's hard to really see anything. You know, I I, I look at so much stuff that I haven't accomplished. Like we was talking, you know, about you know getting all these ideas. I got thousands of ideas, so I'm always looking at what I should be doing next. And people are like, oh damn, like you you doing this now? And in my mind, I'm like, I ain't I ain't did nothing. Yeah. So right, you know. But I mean, like I said, both of y'all can relate, man. Like Dario, you you've been able to have a, a a long career and that stands for something because most a lot of people can just go and i've seen it mcdonald's all americans even from our grade you know they last maybe one year in the league and then two years overseas because they just can't make them adjustments to the professional world you yeah know? it's so different it's a different been, beast for sure yeah man yeah man i mean it's 
it's not for the faint of heart, man. The same with you, Doris. You know, being yeah, an artist, man. An <laughs> artist, man. That's like, I mean, that's we all in that same boat of like actors, man. Like you waiting, waiting for that next role, and you, yeah, you know, doing a bunch of good stuff, and then it's still like some people appreciate it, like I said, and they think you're doing something big, but some of the people at the level that you want to get to, even if you're more talented than them, they act as if they don't see it because you know the resume. It take time. Yeah, you so, gotta build the resume. But that's what's that's crazy it, is about like time. It's like everything takes time, you know. Like right. Like I I I relate to you in that aspect about um like senior year. That was like when I like I put away art. Like I won an art show my freshman year. And then jumped to senior year. Like I didn't do any art until senior year. You know. Yeah. So like like yeah, so I, like I, I then <laughs> senior year I decided like all right I'm jump back into this so like and then I went to college with an art minor but switched majors eventually and now I have a master's in art so no, you I know now know. I'm out here in New York so it's like years of time and just like you know just work yeah man yeah and like you said man all of that work man honestly like all of the work that you put in like I I've even realized moving out to the East Coast about eight months ago is like now. Like, all that work you did there was preliminary for the real start. Because, like, moving to New mm-hmm. York, you got the best of every field. Like, yeah, the best cooks from all over the world. The best artists from all over the world. The best, mm-hmm. you know, shoe cleaner. And yeah. they, and all, and <laughs> right. then, like, you, you built up this resume. you like, all right, I'm talented. I'm, like, world class. And then you get there, and then it's still everybody's world class. So then it's like, man, right. I built this name where I was at locally. Now I got to start all over again. But... Yeah, if you would, if if you would have moved out here before you were ready, then it would have been so hard. Oh, oh <laughs> it yeah. felt like and a never-ending story. But well, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it took that time of preparation in order to get to the point of being able to start making a name for yourself. So yeah, it just you know. made me. It just affirmed when I moved here that like all the grinding I was doing because I was moving faster than people. Like I was, you know, like hustling. Like I made the right. bare minimum to work just to pay the bills so that I could make art as much as possible. You know, before right. moving to New York, when I was outside of college, I just had a part-time job, you know. So I was making hella work and like that grind, like most of that work I've never even shown. Like that year I was out, like that work's shown one time. But that hustle and that mentality of being out of school and still grinding like that is like right. where is what took me to New York in the first place and then like where I'm at now, you know. But, yeah man well i know i'm not even shoot i'm i'm not doing the interview but <laughs> i know but, shit, uh, we need to hit but, this music talk to, like <laughs> yeah, man. yeah man but i had to ask you know um, because one thing i've been wrestling with like i got uh my first i guess performance as a band leader coming up in february out in dc so i mean i've played of course thousands and thousands of of gigs but it's usually as a side man but mm-hmm. i say all that to say so i mean i got all this music i've been writing some like unfinished like i feel like nas from book of rhymes because i got so much stuff <laughs> that i start writing and i've right. just been sitting on for three or four years so um i was hoping that you might be able to elaborate at least for other people to listen to that feel the need to just push everything out and like it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean that the work is not good, right. but maybe you could explain like maybe what goes on between the thought of a artist that maybe prevents you from showing that work necessarily. Uh, I like that question. That's actually a good question because it does translate. Like being a musician and artist, there's situations. Yeah, man. So like for me, like so when you're talking about presentation, you're you're talking about giving 
people something from you. You don't want it to be like they're hanging out like at the crib with you. It's not a studio visit, you know. It's right, a right. it's a it's a it's a staged performance. So these types of things are a bodies of work presentations. So right. like the consideration for me, unless it's like really kickback, like maybe open mic style, then mm-hmm. then you can sample style and like. But but really, when you're when you're packaging, uh, like you've got time, you know. I'm I'm I start here and I end here. It's a like, timeline. Yeah. Yeah. So in that timeline, if people start from left to right, or they start in the middle and going around, you know, what are they going to be able to to thread together that that a feels like it's continuous and right. B gives you something different each time your attention changes. So right, right. So just basically you you have so many different things. So it's not like don't do these other things. It's about bringing together a body of work out of right, those. You pick ones that are similar style. These this congruent idea goes together this way. So like these make more sense together then then you know these two I really wanted in there but those could be bonuses maybe but then that's right. probably a whole nother project or a whole nother package yeah, of sound you know or, or and style that's, that's a, yeah man that's and like you said man I mean they're both they're both art forms like the way I treat music at least coming from that like old school hip-hop and then like jazz background is yeah. It's very much art, like it goes. Yeah, you sound like Thelonious, like with the drum man. He got some like. Oh well, I mean, I don't, I don't hear that, but Thelonious, I've listened to a ton, a ton of Thelonious, so that that might be good. That I can feel it in it's, your. It's maybe embodied in me to the point that I don't, I don't really hear it coming out, but it just shows that I've listened to tons of Thelonious Monk. Yeah, it's mainly from the not necessarily a sound standpoint, but the the intentional syncopation. Act. Yeah, man, and the intentional. Uh, abstractness. Yeah, exactly. Like, he could do something that it wouldn't make sense if a lot of other people did it, but because he was intentional about it, kind of like Picasso, like you look at his yeah. painting, it don't make sense to a lot of people, but it right. makes sense because he did it intentionally. Like if I did it and just mimicked his painting, it wouldn't come off with the same emotion to yeah. people, you know. So, but man, like you said, man, like the thing is, it's been tough for me even with this uh, this album um, that I've been working on, mainly because. Um, like I was playing on a cruise ship about three years ago when I first, you know, started working on this. A lot of these songs are the songs I I wrote when I was in college. Mm. When people didn't think, they didn't even know that I was a a writer per se or an artist uh-huh. because when I was in school, like the music school I went to, they didn't believe in cultivating uh, the students from their own individual individualism so it was more you're doing all these group ensembles mm-hmm. to the point where they would be shocked even if you had an idea especially as a drummer because they're like drummers <laughs> we just play drums so yeah. uh, a lot of these songs I had in my head and the year that uh, that I, I actually didn't graduate because I was getting ready to go back to school and this audition opened up mm-hmm. so I went to the audition when I got that I'm like well I'm in school for music and this is a chance to just play music you know 250 shows a year or so Mm-hmm. So I went and did that, and then that's when I started pushing my album. And uh, the sax player on the boat, when I started, he's like, "Why are you doing an album now? And all <laughs> this, you need to work, you know, continue to practice." He wasn't talking about me in general, but he was just explaining his concepts of why he hasn't even released an album. And I right. told him, "This is this is where I'm at right now, so I need that timeline so that people can be able to look back and this is where I'm at." Because, like you said, you want to be able to see a different 
hopefully better you at you know three four years down the road when i have maybe the next album yeah so so i say all that to say man that was three years ago that i did the majority of this album so it's been frustrating for me because uh, right now you know with everything that's going on socially and stuff a lot of my music i have is just it's in a different place it's darker and it yeah. still has a lot of my original roots which is more of a hip-hop um well, unlike you this a, you can make a double album <clears throat> no well we'll see that's the thing about this one is, man, it needs to. I just need to have it out mainly because to finish something per se. How many like tracks said, do even... you want? How many tracks are you? Are how so, many tracks are you? So hold up. Confining well, I mean, before we like, so what's what's the name of the the album? And uh... oh, okay. So the name the name of the album is uh, "My View Through the Lens of Music." Okay. So and now are you shooting for like awesome. what 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 release date are you shooting for? Uh, target date, if I had to pinpoint it, would be March 16th, um, but it's probably mid-March. Uh, a lot of it's, at this point, out of my hands, so the music is finally completely done. Nice. Um, which is a big release. You know, I wanted to come into the new year, um, have all the mixing done, everything, all of that stuff done. And it's interesting, like what Darice was saying, like, I told him three years in the making, it could have been done in a year uh but mainly the the art side of me um mm-hmm. you know after i would sit on it like i listen listen then take a break come back and then i would start to realize missing pieces like you know i'd start to listen to other people's records and hear how a lot of the foundation especially when you're uh, when you have a full band mm-hmm. say like drums guitar and piano whatever you have that and then you think that the other albums that have those same instruments are just that and then you start listening back and forth and you're i mean i hear you hear a lot of textural things going on under the bottom that are like usually abstract instruments and that type of thing so over throughout listening i'm like well now i gotta go back i gotta bring in some different guys just to put some more foundation under so it won't be audible to most listeners but it'll be a feel thing like it just thickens it thickens the track Right. You know, to have those different instruments, you know, overdubbing and that type of thing, even in jazz. Well, the background's like, important. Like, you know, just as a visual artist for me, you know, I can't, right. I can't just, like, draw a portrait with, like, a landscape, but, like, you know, not give a fuck about the landscape. <laughs> you know, right. like, like, like <laughs> right. just kind of, like, right. doodle it and then, like, make the portrait nice, unless that's, like, what I'm going for. But, like, right. that's not what I'm going for. It's like exactly. I, I want to make exactly. the front, the, the middle ground, and the background all right, right. And that's, that's true about, art form, you know? man. So, so would you say right. like it is beneficial, or or does it limit you, or not limit you? But is it, would you say it's beneficial either to be more self-contained when you're like working on your album, where you try not to get you know, lost in looking at other people's stuff and getting maybe influenced either sublimely or otherwise than you would say it is to be, you know, always looking to see what's out there and see what people are doing and see what the sound is kind of like now. Right. Right. Now, that's a good, that's a a great question. But to, to be fair, so from a, a artistic standpoint of a jazz musician, all of that is a oral, as in orally with your ears, the, uh, history and language. So you are conditioned from a young age 
that your ears are the most important thing. So, so I say that to say you're always listening um, because it is a language that was already from our indigenous people. So it wasn't. It's not necessarily an intentional listen, like oh, I'm going to see this album to hear. It's just in standard, in your standard day of listening to music, um, and mainly because I say the strongest part of my playing or my drumming is my ear and I don't say that because because I just do myself that like Kanye says I'm a musical genius but it's just mainly from playing playing with a lot of guys and older accredited musicians that you know like uh, when I was on the boat I'd play with a guy named uh, Jay Diversa an old trumpet player that played in the 70s in Cali and he played on like the first two Prince records and just anybody that recorded back through the 70s and 80s he was probably on on the album and guys like that that say oh man you have a great ear after i continue to hear it enough i'm like well i have a gift that a lot of people don't have to be able to really listen deeply um which is what got me also into the confidence to even produce my own um album essentially because mm. and that you know that so basically i to answer your question you don't want to if you can listen to the point where it's not mimicking somebody, yeah. then, then do that. But the way to do that is to listen to everything, and then you can't mimic anybody. Like our generation, the, the reason they get themselves put into a box or a corner is usually because they find one thing that they like, and then they only listen to that. Like nowadays, it's, you know, like Kendrick or something. You know? And it's this, it's this crazy wave, man. Like I tell my wife all the time, like people nowadays in our generation dare to be di they don't dare to be different so everybody waits like it's kind of counterproductive to what you guys do because you'll listen you know you have to listen to all these new releases and stuff and stay up to date and i intentionally with movies and and music wait i try to wait at least six months to listen to something new that came out mm -hmm. um but my thought process is because since i'm not you know on the forefront like you guys as a critic it's the for it's the thought that everybody's gonna have their reviews about this, like, and I want to come in with a, a purist mindset right. after mm -hmm. everything is settled down, and then be able to answer for myself: Is this, you know, a good product to me, or is it not? Because our generation is just, oh well, she said, you know, just yeah, like it's you group, guys. it's I mean, group thing. I, um, it happens a lot for sure, especially yeah. when it comes to. Oh yeah, music and movies and, it's and, stuff, a, and it's what people and what's considered you know popular culture. Um, like right. I'm not, not, you know, I'm not like artists per se or like you know musician, but like when I'm creating something like design wise, you know, maybe I see something I like, and, you know, I might get inspired by it or influenced by it, and then like sometimes if I'm like too into it, like I find myself like damn, like that's it's <laughs> it's too much, like you know, like this is this is still not my you know, so I have to like kind of back away a little bit and that. But um, in terms of this album, what would you describe like the sound of, of your music and what you're trying to, to put out there? Yeah. And again, too, that's, I mean, for being a student of music like me, man, it's still, it's tough, man, mainly because I'll be honest, when I, this is my first, my first record. So I've made a lot of mistakes. I've learned a lot. Um, and one of the things is when I was writing this music, I had a different sound in mind, um, mainly because you have, once again, you, you see subliminally or you hear, you know, just others, the world around you and music of today. Yeah. 
and then you have a mindset of what's what it's going to sound like um but then as an artist when you go in there and just make it happen and you play with certain people um because the band is important then the music morphs into whatever it's supposed to be so a lot of what these songs sound like was not originally what i what i envisioned um but i was flexible and able to make adjustments um and like a quick example is um since I was in school for music at the time, I mean, you're playing all this like hard bop jazz and like stuff from the 50s and 60s. And, and so I had this this mindset that when I come out with this album, it's going to be like an acoustic, you know, jazz type of project. Mm. Um, but then like the way some of my songs were, were going and just the way I play, uh, my boy Dez, he was a... Uh, super dope producer but he plays keys too he's just like man like i want to use roads on this one song because that he, he felt like it would fit better and uh and the one thing too man even as a band leader that's important and in life in general is just because you're in charge of something you can't you know not listen or reject other people's you know ideas and and all of this so i was willing to make adjustments i'm like okay you know we can use the roads and all this and then when you hear that it's just like i'm like man i love how this feels which is like how insensitive that was the first song that because i wanted to use piano on that um and then you know on top of that even after that i was still trying to force instruments like mentally i didn't talk to the guys about this but when i was you know prepping to go back into the studio i'm like all right we're using acoustic bass for this and mm -hmm. we're going to use this but but then it never happened, and eventually I'm just like, you know, like you were saying earlier, Derice, it came to a point where either I was going to have an album that was going to have some type of continuity to it, or you know, I was just going to be all over the place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, I, so I had to ask myself, you know, what is it that I want to do with this particular project? So what I wanted to do was I wanted this album to be based solely off of uh, mood. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's the reason I picked How Insensitive as a single. I'm like, you know, the thing is, it's not necessarily a typical single for today's day and age, but it does have a mood with it. Like, you listen to it, and it automatically will make you feel whatever way you need to feel, you know, so. Yeah. Um, the next, go ahead, bro. No, continue, continue. Oh, no, I was just going to say, you know, the, the next project could be different. You know, I, I feel like when I'm listening back to these songs, I had, you know what I intended on three years ago although I feel like I'm not in that place now um, if I look back as a critic of my music I at least accomplished what I wanted with this album which was to a you know the mood you know making people feel something and two, understanding that uh, you know I'm so diverse as a musician uh, I wanted to get I wanted the album to be a you know a continuum but at the same time I wanted to have at least one or two songs that everybody would enjoy so having said that with the sound from a sound balance standpoint all of the songs flow together but it's not genre specific which with that means there's gonna be certain people like even my wife she she's not a jazz fan she likes you know trap and all that there'll be a couple songs it's not trap songs on there but it's songs that she can relate to then his songs on there that she's just not gonna like. Like I have one song on there that's like a, it was a free jazz jam session um, that I cut oh. down and turned into a tune and named it Systematic Oppression, mainly because like Baltimore, you know, we recorded there. I like oh that. yeah, and 
Yeah, man. Like I, I love it because it embodies, you know, what music was like in the seventies at that, you know, that free jazz era. Um, yeah. But like I said, it's gonna give some people anxiety, and you know, I mean, my wife could give her a headache. So having said that, I felt like I did this album. Um, it's gonna sound bad, but unfortunately, like a lot of commercial guys do it now, where they don't always do what they want, but it's more so for the listener. So I feel like this album actually did, like I enjoy all of the songs, but I feel like I was catering to the listener. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, with that, there's pros, there's pros and cons. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, you still there? Yeah, man, I'm like, oh, you know, this podcast, I'm getting used to. Nah, nah, <laughs> I, 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 I thought we lost people. We're <laughs> like, you know, we're listening. Like, we're, you know, we're trying to understand oh, yeah. your process and whatnot. Um, yeah, man, it's a it's a complicated process, man. But I uh, I guess to sum that up, you know, there's pros and cons to to being able to do things solely for yourself and then doing things for others too. Like, and I feel like that's an everyday balance for all of us. You know, do you want to be a humanitarian, but at the same time, make sure that you're not going into depression because you're not taking care of yourself. I mean, yeah. there's a there's a balance. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I was I was just gonna say like, I mean, Darius, you said you heard. Uh, his song how you know insensitive and i was uh you know just gonna ask you like what'd you think about it would you would you feel when you first first heard it and whatnot you have any thoughts about it well like i mean so immediately it's not a sound that i hear every day because no, i'm not definitely. Um, so you know it's like it was it was refreshing to like sit for a moment and then though i'm it's not a sound i hear every day i have listened to a lot of jazz blues uh music you know like like i said uh, Thelonious earlier i love Thelonious just because of his scheme like he was like a rapper <laughs> but like without lyrics you know mm-hmm. like the way he used instruments was just like it was crazy exactly yeah it was nasty whether he hit that trumpet and everything but um yeah you know people like that like just as an artist i always search for creativity so i like that's why I said I, I heard some stuff like that because it, it reminded me, just like the way I felt, it, it reminded me of good music that made me feel good. Like, it made me feel good. It, it was a good song. Like, it was just, no, yeah, no, like, I appreciate that, man. That's, yeah. hum- that's humbling, man, because, you know, the thing is, like, I I personally know, like, people don't realize um, that the thing I probably like the most, like people that play with me often, they know because like even at church, they call me hip hop because they know like drum wise. I mean, that's probably the strongest part of my plan, but it seems like the universe doesn't allow for me to be able to come out with anything like that. So I feel, you know, the urge to always, you know, come into that balance of once again, you know, trying to prove, prove something to somebody, but then also staying Mm -hmm. true to myself because I get antsy and I'm like, man, screw this, I need to come out with, you know, like some Jay Dilla sounding stuff, but then <laughs> I, I say, I can't do that because that's forcing it into existence. Like, I, And right. the way music is going nowadays, everybody's doing it, so it's not really a... Well, I had a preconceived notion mm-hmm. thinking of you as a drummer, of like thinking I was going to hear mostly drums. Like, I clicked play thinking of drums, you know? Mm-hmm. But like, right. then I was like, oh wait, no, this is like, <laughs> you know, it's not like I don't know. It wasn't like. like I appreciate. 
You I know, know like it wasn't you were forcing like a a, a skill into wow. our face. You yeah, know, it was like it was like oh, you're yeah, making being like a real music. Like it was real music. Like it was you know it was like hey drummer. So here's just a bunch of drums. Like it was like here's the actual song. You know. Um, my uh, dad, my dad's a big jazz head, and I, I sent them the link to to the song, and I mean, he had nothing but positive things to say. Like he really liked no, it. So. I definitely appreciate that, man. Tell your dad I said what's up too, man. He's like a big linebacker, man. So. <laughs> he's definitely he's definitely my measurement when it comes, you know, to jazz and, and whatnot. Because you know, I've, I've I've definitely heard some jazz, but you know, it's a. Uh, like I said, it's not like what we listen to every day. So you know, and I, I wasn't, I wasn't sure exactly what I was going to hear from you either because you know it's different. What we were listening to, you know, just in our free time, like when we were like in, in prep school together. You know, at that time it was, it was pretty and much it's still the same, man. It was I'm pretty still, much like all Little Wayne at that time. You know, that's all people were yeah, listening man. to. So like, yeah, man, I was reciting all them lyrics verbatim, man. But I mean, I still, man, I'm very much a hip hop head, man. It's it's the thing that makes me mad. Like we were talking about earlier, you know, I. I felt like I identified Kendrick, like I'm sure you did too, man, back in yeah. like 2009, 2010. And it's just, it's always extremely weird to me. Seeing what did you think how... about To Pimp a Butterfly? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that... yeah. That's, a, that's a good one. I want to, that... what did you think about To Pimp a Butterfly, like a, like a real musician's like at perspective? That's right, because I'm like, now that I'm talking oh, to a real musician, yeah. Well, see, man, I, I felt exactly like y'all, man, mainly because he used. I'm like, aha, that's it. Like, mainly because a lot of the cats that he was using, like, I either used to uh, listen to religiously as far as just as musicians. Like, mm-hmm. he used uh, Thundercat and yep. Thundercat's brother, Thundercat. Ron Bruner, yeah. who at one point, yeah, man. I mean, they're all dope. And then Ter- Terrence Martin, of course. Terrence um, Martin's amazing. Yeah, man. And then, uh, then there's Sput Seawright, who's also a drummer. He plays with this band called Snarky Puppy. Um, and I remember when he was pretty much like a nobody outside of the Dallas area because he's from down there. He's like a god down there. But when I moved down to Texas, I, I found out about him, but he was still, you know, making his name. So it's interesting seeing all those guys now on To Pimp a Butterfly. And, you know, he's, his whole band on tour is uh, all Chicago cats. Um, and so it's it's really interesting seeing how Kendrick, you know, he's one of those ones too that, He's transitioned, and I think I uh, I watched the interview with him. It was either with Kobe and him on that uh, two weeks ago, or the one that he did outside. He did an interview with Rick Rubin, mm-hmm. um, but it was talking about you know that how he feels like he's in this place now, where at one point he was coming out with music, wondering you know while he's in the studio, are people gonna like this? And and now he doesn't. But we could all see that evolution with the like a Tapimpa Butterfly because he has a mm-hmm. lot of stuff on there that you can't put inside a genre box um, right yeah for sure for like a lot of hip-hop like pure hip-hop fans like that was probably that's probably what well, is for sure his toughest you know album mm-hmm. just to listen to you know there's not right. what people were it's expecting it's an avant-garde hip-hop album yeah so mm-hmm. like i mean when you heard it like when you heard all this jazz elements and blues and like i mean in hip-hop like did you get like excited what you think about it? like did you like think like oh man this is you know now, I tell you, man, I'll be honest, like I went from uh, when I did my first interview, um, well, that interview for you guys, and I talked about how Section 80 pretty much uh, yes. got me through tough times, which was a literal truth, man. Like, I I didn't know what depression felt like at that time, but I probably was depressed, man. I listened to that religiously, but, and I was like Kendrick diehard, man, like overly dedicated. I tried to tell people about him. They didn't care to even try to listen. Yeah, um, but then when To Pimp a Butterfly came out, it sounded funny the first time you heard it. Yeah, man. Like when, when I heard To Pimp a Butterfly, well, first off, 
I didn't listen to it right away, like to get back to what yeah, I was you had saying. Six months, yeah, you had to get like, that six month right? waiting period, man. Yeah, man. Everybody was going, and it wasn't like an intentional six month, but it was the fact that I was so tired of seeing people that I knew were not real hip hop fans going crazy about the album. So I'm like, it's obviously because other people are talking about it, mm -hmm. and I, nobody wants to feel like they're left out. Yeah. So I'm just gonna wait, <laughs> so I can listen with you know with full mindset. Um, but I wasn't surprised mainly because I knew I knew what Kendrick had in him mainly because of like that song uh, the Absol outro mainly man like oh, yeah. that was the first time I heard when I heard that the first time man I just went crazy because I'm like man some dude is killing these drums but then I found out that it wasn't even a real drummer I'm like Terrence Martin did this man <laughs> and that uh that that like blew my mind man but from that <laughs> point um uh, and like with that section 80 man like the way Kendrick raps bro that raps shit was in a fire. Way, that he's like a musician, like from a musician standpoint and a drummer, like hearing how he lines phrases up in between beats and stuff, like like you talked about earlier, syncopation. I'm like, man, uh, artists can't do that, man. Like that's that's a, something that studied musicians do. Normal, right? Especially rappers of today, nobody can yeah. do those things. And so by the time I heard, like, that, not I'm only like, change is one of like the best speed, of all time, man, but like pitch and everything like you know yeah man like, like he's he's so in tune like he's listening like this is what i was talking about earlier too man with the gift of having a real ear like everybody can listen to music but to really listen at an in-depth level that's not anything that you can necessarily practice in my mind like you have to be born to be able to hear differently almost to the point of like a blind person that can't see it's like an additional sense and kendrick has that like if if he's live in concert in the band does like a accent somewhere he's like right with them as if he's part of the band yeah mm -hmm. and uh and that that doesn't happen often man and real quick man before y'all ask me another question i wanted to touch when uh dario when you both of you guys were talking about um how uh what the album that i'm that i'm releasing didn't sound like i was trying to force drumming skill um that was another reason also that i came out with this first because from my recollection, uh, and I have a lot of favorite drummers, but a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them that come out with albums, even when they have a full band, it's very, uh, I call it drummerific, where it's just a lot of drum soloing and all of that stuff, which I enjoy playing, and sometimes I have to ring myself in, but uh, mm -hmm. but I wanted, I wanted to make sure that this album would be more groove-oriented. Um, yeah. which required a lot of self-sacrifice and honest uh, assessing of myself, um, which I learned because I realized, you know, as, since it's my project, I could pretty much play whatever I want. So, so it, mm -hmm. it took a real, you know, I had to look Fair at the bigger picture. So I go and I listen at home and I'm just like, oh man, that's, I shouldn't have played that there. So back to the studio again <laughs> and, you know, play something. You know, play something different um, that feel to make it feel like the drums are not getting in the way of the song. Yeah, that was the main the main goal with this particular album. I mean, maybe I'll come out with another album down the line that is like Jaren just bashing the drums, but um, I haven't done that yet. I have a I have a screamo video on YouTube <laughs> if somebody wants to see me banging away. But outside of that, man, I uh, I try to make sure I stay in the moment and and make music before. Just banging drums, man. So, I appreciate that both of y'all were able to recognize that, even as non non musicians, man. That's important. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like even like relating to you, like you know, I I definitely recognize like the that you had to like 
you know, kind of pull back. And, you know, it's, it is your album, you're the drummer, and yet you still, like, let the song be the song, and, you know, and you still right. be a piece of it, not, like, just the overbearing, you know, part of it. So definitely appreciate right. that. And, like, even, like, right. and, like, we yeah, were talking about Kendrick, like, I noticed, you know, the musicianship in it, and I'm not a musician, but, like, it's not my favorite album of his, but still, like, right. just because, you know, it is, it isn't, like, the easiest hip hop listen. So like but No, it's not man. But it's like, more like Parliament, dense. man. It's but but even I recognize like musically wise, musicianship wise, it's like almost like for me it's like almost the perfect album, like musicianship wise. So like I always like right. hold it up there in terms of like his other albums in terms of just how just gifted he was and and putting something out there like that and being confident putting something like right. out there that like that. album is so weird it's like epic as fuck like for some yeah, reason yeah I man it's definitely weird man but I see man like this that album coming out to me seemed to be the closest perspective of why they put you know like if you look at the top albums or if you go read a critic of top 10 jazz albums of all time it's usually with me personally a bunch of albums that I feel like is just chaos and I would never listen to but mm-hmm. after Kendrick came out with that album it made me realize that it was more so that they ranked these albums up here because of impact yeah. or how yeah. different it was compared to what everybody else was doing it made it where that album was, it had to be a listen for everybody oh. man yeah. even if you like it or hate it you everybody you listened to, yeah you had to yeah, know you have to it. listen to it yeah. if anything just to out of curiosity to or have to have an to, opinion you needed to right know. yeah Right, you have to try to grasp what's going on, if anything. I mean, there's a lot of those types of songs, too. But, I mean, after listening, you know, years of listening to all styles of music, I hear all of Kendrick's influences um, of uh, George Clinton. I mean, everything that he did on the album, like, I, once again, I hope I say this right, like, it was all creative in him. But at the same time, you could define a sound that has happened before. Um, it yeah. might, It's just not hip-hop. Like, if you listen to one song, like, you hear like a George Clinton. You listen to something else. You might hear like Miles Davis. Like oh, I definitely heard Miles. Like I, there's yeah, man. Samples, but well, that's what I'm saying. That that goes back to what Dario asked me earlier too. Like the thing is, and I wanted to say this, but I'm glad it's coming about. It's important, you know. The key is to listen to what everybody else isn't listening to. Um, mainly some people that have died already, uh, because like the great drummer who played with Miles Davis, Tony Williams, always said, you know. There's only one Tony Williams. I mean, as far as, like, if I'm trying to play just like him and he's alive, it defeats the purpose because they can just go hire him. (laughs) So, but the thing is, you know, you listen to all of these old guys and people that are doing things from other genres in order to, one, diversify, but two, to be able to, as you listen to these people, anytime you listen with deep listening skills, you're embodying different traits of these guys, almost like from osmosis. So you want to make sure that you're very strategic in what and who you're listening to because it's going to become a part of you if you're deep listening. Like a lot of these uh, music schools and stuff, they have listening courses where you're going to class twice a week and just listening to music. And it's training you to be able to uh, to embody that stuff. And it's really weird because when I when I went to watch, go uh, when I uh, went and saw these great drummers that I were able to uh, talk to after performances and I'd ask them like what do I need to practice mainly jazz drummers would say this I'd ask them what I need to practice and stuff and they're like just listen so a lot of the top jazz drummers aren't even in the woodshed practicing 
10, 15 hours a day like people think. They, you right. know, they learn enough as far as the foundation and then they listen. And then when they get to the drums again, all of this stuff comes out. And, uh, and it took a while for me to grasp that because I'm just like, man, like I'm, I am listening. I've been listening and I can't play like what you're playing, but, uh, mm-hmm. But I get it now. Yeah, it was like some old kung fu master, you know, telling me. You yeah, know, it is, man. Like, like it really is. Like you, if you listen enough, it's just like anything. Like people always say, garbage in, garbage out. If you read enough, you know, illiterate things, or if there's a such thing, that's like an oxymoron. But <laughs> but you listen to that type of music or something. I mean, you will start to pick up traits that you know is not even on the conscious mind. You're just reacting and. And it's another way that they've altered music, even at the frequency level that it's recorded. You know, a lot of stuff that they do, I feel like amongst our race, you know, recording things at a certain hertz, it creates anger and all of this stuff. And then they wonder why when people go to the club, there's all this, you know, animosity and shooting and all of this stuff. And a lot of it is things that we just don't know is going on in the atmosphere, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be riled up. You hear what's on? Like, you know, like, that, they just play. That's what I'm saying. You know, like, they just turn this right. up. We're about to, like, you know. Yeah. But, that's <laughs> it, man. Next thing you know, you looking, you mean mugging somebody and chest bumped you and all this, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, we all know, man. We all been, we all, <laughs> <laughs> all lived that life before, man. Yeah. So, uh, but it's really interesting once you continue to educate yourself, like we all do, man. Like, you have to when you're, when you're on the grind as a artist, no matter your art form, you're continuously reading things. And then, then you know, you start to run into people that have a little more knowledge than you or they share a nugget with you and then your mind goes hmm and you continuously learn and then you realize some of these conditioning mechanisms that take place I mean and it happens in music more than people are aware of um, and you know it's it's interesting with Kendrick he's a person the reason he's so successful too I feel like is because he's in tune with all of these things going on around music and all of that so he's able to avoid certain things he's able to see a trend before it happens and do it first Mm -hmm. because that happens all the time like we know man like we we might not have the funding to do a an idea that we have and then here comes somebody who probably came up with it long after us but it happened quote unquote first for them so now they're the trendsetter you know yeah um i mean yeah definitely like kendrick definitely said uh you know a trend with Tapemba Butterfly. I just started hearing a lot more influences of like jazz and funk and all this other stuff and other people's, well, you know, after albums that, and mixtapes. Everybody for started sure. dropping socially conscious, like, and he, yeah, stuff he definitely, after, definitely, after well, you know, he definitely drove the message. I have message. to ask both of y'all, man. I have to ask both of you because both of you guys would know. And, uh, yeah, yeah you know, Kendrick is one of my favorite artists of all time regardless of of genre but if i had an opportunity to play for him after i say this it may go out the window but i always say that kendrick you know the blessing of him is he he stands out a lot more because he is in a a lane of his own so it's able to he was able to you know reach a a certain amount of greatness from what we say but if you put him back in the early 90s um, I think he still would have been a great and potentially an all-time great, um, but it would have blended more with the things mm-hmm. that people were trying to accomplish, like with a tribe called Quest and Rakim and all these guys. Um, it was more average to be a good hip-hop artist back then, to have live instrumentation. That was like the expectancy, like Wu-Tang yeah. and all these guys. So 
So if Kendrick was rapping back then, he would have been another great rapper, but it would have been an actual genre, like where now I feel yeah. like he's standing in his own genre. So yeah, there's I think no that other Tupac's him. not around. You know, like that's exactly I mean, like you know. But he, at the same time, you know, he needed Tupac. He needed you know exactly. the people and before him to like I'm, influence him to. It was like that, kind of a culmination of like all this stuff building up into right. you know until right. you get a person like this. You know, like so you needed right. all these things to happen. You needed all this to get exactly. this moment where he not only is a massive mainstream success, but he's also got all the social and conscious aspects of it too in the actual musicianships. Right. Like it's you know, you kinda needed it all. But um yeah. the last yeah. last real thing I want I asked you was like, you know, like you see you see jazz, you see funk, you see all this other stuff coming back into like hip hop and R and B and just like urban music in general. Like, does that like excite you? Like, are you excited to see some of these, you know, more musicianship aspects getting back into, you know, the urban music? Like, especially with like R and B, like Beyonce and Jay Z stuff, and you know, so you hear more mm-hmm. of that into their music. Like, even are on you a lower level, like yeah. Daniel Caesar, Black. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I'm hoping I can. I'm trying to get on the road with with him and some. I mean, that's that's the good thing of the way the music trend is going now. It's actually, in my mind, like studio work continues to go down lower and lower for musicians. But the ability and the opportunities to play with these mainstream artists is growing at a rapid rate, mainly because we're in that that uh that era now and i think jay-z's one of the main guys that brought it back when he started having his band come with him i mean when, now when he started doing live tour. bands you know everybody else was like you know i gotta do live band too now you that's know? what i'm saying man so yeah. it's it's <laughs> yeah. benefiting us man and, and the thing is, as far as the job the different genres too it's very reassuring for me because like all of us can probably relate i mean you um darice used to skateboard um, yeah. Dario used to listen to like pop and, and rock and the same thing for me man and we grew up in a culture where um, like now it has molded me and it's set me apart to a certain extent to be able to play Led Zeppelin authentically um, but there was a time right. where people would have thought like oh you act white because you listen to this or mm-hmm. you know Real you, they try to put you I'm in so the box I'm glad man. I'm past the point of having to think or care about yeah. oh you act white because yeah. yeah. you know like there's none of that ever See, in my the, life there's none of that like the fuck you exactly, mean I'm a grown ass man like I right. do whatever I want the funny thing about all of that is everybody you know how we did it all all black boys for the most part all wanted to do it but some didn't have the courage because of peer pressure so it's almost like reassuring that they're like oh man you do rock or you do this that's, it was so that's cool because I wanted to do that but but I yeah. was afraid. So I say all that to say, you know, with the, it's very reassuring for me because I used to go through things in my head about what should I put out, um, which is why also my very first drum cover video was was a screamo because I'm just like, mm-hmm. man, everybody, especially any black drummer, nobody's playing this stuff. So I need it's to. definitely and unique. Every, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. And uh, so it's reassuring now also, even with my music, like maybe this is a good time for for my album to come out because Definitely. I have a lot of funk and stuff on there in well, the you market. You should try to play Afropunk. Speaking of trying to get up to New York, you should uh... Yeah, well, I'm definitely trying to do that too, man. There's actually uh, one of my homegirls here, man. Uh, she's up in New York often. I, I told Dario about her already. Her name is uh, Joy Postel, but she's big into all of that stuff. And she's actually, man, she's extremely dope. She Her very first single, she, uh, she made a video 
but she's acting out all these different characters in the video too like angela davis and all these people man i mean she's but anyway like she's she does a lot of afro punk i'm trying to get into that scene man uh, man, let me know. I'll come up there. I'll come up there and uh, check out some of the artwork. And then also, man, we try to network and put together something where we can uh, do a live art show for you with with the band. Because that's oh, an yeah. idea I've been having too, man. Like, but oh, I but love that. Just, I love stuff like yeah, that. But it, I had a band at my last solo is, show. It was oh, dope. Yeah, man. It was dope. Yeah, man. That's what I'm saying, man. We and the the catch would be too, like like you said, a solo show or have you painting something per se live on the spot while we play oh easy yo i could do that anytime in brooklyn i got my homie oh actually i don't know yeah he's gonna live there still for a while i got a boy in brooklyn he's got a venue basically that underground Uh, you know it doesn't matter how late we fucking stay up jamming like that's what i'm saying man we get a video get a videographer and all that out there man we can do it that's 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 the market i'm always you know trying to do something different now people listen to the podcast that means we definitely got to do it before somebody else (laughs) right yeah i know shout out to my man rich i'm gonna have to hit up my man rich and and talk to him just let me know the dates and i'll tell rich about it (laughs) yeah man definitely bro so i I just need a percentage of all proceedings for making this happen yeah, man. Yeah, man. I really appreciate right. y'all having we, we, me. We're gonna have to raise ticket prices then, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah you got uh, Dries. You got any more? You want to ask me questions about the album, uh, about his music? Oh man, I mean, there's so many random yep. questions. Like, but um, uh, ask me a random question. I'm trying to think of a good question though, like to wrap up. Like, let's see. They all good questions. <laughs> <laughs> man, um, so uh, since the last question was was sort of about like if you thought it was like good the resurgence, um, it sounded like from a performer's perspective it's great but what do you think about as a fan do you think there's quality issues oh yeah man there's always that man and you know some things don't change i think i did that video dario going on almost two years ago now for the um for the artist series and but i I still feel the same way i always have man the thing is it's it's easy to be mediocre nowadays man mainly because of like just with the technology and everything is so accessible that nobody's no longer honing in a craft, man. It's just, you know, and and this is that potential danger zone. If you haven't spent the necessary time to put the work in, just from a skill set perspective, you get caught up in only looking at the market. So it's like, oh, this person's doing this. So I just need to come out with something, you know, I need to come out with pop. But if you haven't studied that style, if it doesn't come out natural, why are you trying to, why are you trying to do that, you know, just to cater to somebody? But but it's allowed. The labels, they still sign non-talented people, you know, <laughs> every day. <laughs> yeah. And it's it, it, it used to be depressing, but now understand it, you know, and I'm comfortable doing my own thing, you know, just knowing that I'm not going to potentially, I'm not guaranteed to reap the reward per se, but I'm leaving something behind me, man. You know, I'd rather... Yeah, that's the point. I'd rather do it my way, like Frank Sinatra, man, than <laughs> than to look look back and be done playing or you know going on to a different you know business, whatever, and then looking back and saying, man, I still never put out what I wanted to put out. I, you know, I felt like I did all of this 
for other people and that's still what i'm wrestling with even now like all of my songs that uh that i did on this album i mean they're still all me created create creatively uh but i have so many different ideas you know different styles of music i'm just ready to get to the next one because i think i have that unsettled feeling that i'm not completely sold that i did everything i wanted to for my sake you know yeah. Um, and that may be a feeling I always have. Yeah, have man. Plenty more projects. So, well, see, that's the thing. I'll get the next project done, and I'll probably say the same thing because, <laughs> right. like, I look at John Coltrane, man. I just watched that Chasing Train again uh, on Netflix the oh, other day nice. documentary. Yeah, check that out, bro. I haven't but, uh, seen it yet. I didn't know. Yeah, man. Ever. But he, I. It's hard to realize, man, until you watch stuff like that. Like he died at forty. He had mm. probably like fifty or sixty albums out, man. Like. Just I didn't Tupac know Coltrane stuff, died man. at 40. I thought he was 50-something. No, man. He died, he died at 40 years old, man. But he was so That's legendary. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. He put out, like, he neglected his, of course, kids and stuff to do it. But, I mean, he was, all he did was practice and work on music. Practice, work on music, put music out. Um, you know, after that uh, heroin era, because he was on drugs real hard at one point. Of course. He Everybody got off of that. Was. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, and he got off of that, you know, got got spiritual and then he just started just putting records out putting and and you can see the mindset you know like my dad always talked about like Tupac man Tupac had when he was alive he had a a bad reputation so you know from the man you know they say he was doing all this and that but like me and my dad always talked about there's no way like you die you got this much music still coming out like he's 25 you're you're working how did you how did you at 25 produce that much work yeah, and still doing movies, movies. And stuff. But he apparently was a thug, man. It's just like that was all a uh, image thing. Tupac yeah, he was, was on the corner. He was on the street. Really. Yeah, yeah. man. That's all what, niggas that's do what, is man. stand around until the that's money comes. Do, or so, like, nah. Yeah, man. So it's interesting, man. You know, I keep this even to you, man. Both of y'all, I gotta encourage y'all too because y'all stand on the grind. I know y'all don't get recognized often, man. But just continuously, oh, you know, it, keep man. keep grinding, putting that work in, man. Because it's you know, it's good days and bad days. Some days you like me, I don't feel like getting up in the morning, you know. Right. I still, I've been getting up lately at five in the morning. I've been dragging myself out of bed. I feel like there's unfinished work I need to get to. So mm-hmm. I got to keep doing it, you know. No time yeah. better than now. Um, I got one That's last it, question. Um, yes, so let, let's say, you know, hip hop, our hip hop fans, you know, like we are especially. Uh, say we wanted to get, you know, a little into jazz. Where would you say would be like some good starting points for for people out there? Oh man, for for today's day and age, man, I say uh, Theo Croker. He's a he's a uh, trumpet player, but a lot of his a lot of his grooves is very much neo hip hop. So it's an easy transition um, where he comes from. That you know, he's he's a our age, but he comes from that old school trumpet plan, but then he has all this dope hip hop, you know, arrangements and that type of thing. So it makes it easy to transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, there's uh there's Christian Scott who's also a trumpet player. He he does uh now he's man, he's branched into pretty much everything. So a lot of these modern a lot of the new jazz artists have already bridged the gap and people just don't know it yet because they're not getting appreciated of you know, incorporating even trap music and all this stuff, but having live bands and then putting jazz horn lines over the top of it. And so mm-hmm. it's it's something that's 
extremely popular today, but only real jazz fans would know about it. So, Christian and Scott. Now our listeners um, from our podcast. That's it. Theo Croker. Um, man, there's uh, there's Derek Hodge, who um, he has his own projects. He's a bass player um, who used to do some work with Common and I think still does and played with Robert Glasper. I mean, Robert Glasper, of course, he's, you know, he's he was solely jazz, but now he's very commercialized. So he's come out with Black Radio and did a lot of features with Bilal and Erica Badu. So those are just, you know, a few of the mainstays. And now, be worth listening to. Jaron Davis, man. And now Jaron Davis. Oh, yes, sir. Hopefully, yeah, man. Come, definitely, uh, you know, once I get the album released and all that. <laughs> I, Hopefully you brothers is it, uh, everybody know and I'll, Is it Jaron Is your artist name Jaron Davis Or Jaron Lamar Davis Oh yeah yeah So uh, Artist name Jaron Lamar Davis okay. Only because there's already Some guitar that. player With my <laughs> With my name I gotta separate <laughs> it So You know maybe we can work on a uh, On a listening session man When I get Once I uh, Get the album all Oh yeah uh, We definitely man. have You know A couple of the tunes man I explain them Explain them to the listeners And let them know my train of thought when recording them. Oh yeah, we definitely have a lot. You know, we're in the you know still work together on. We got a collab coming. You know that we just kind of talked. You kind of you know shot some ideas my way today, even more. So we got some things coming. You'll definitely be hearing more of Jaren uh, all throughout. You know, living life is really so. You know, we got yes, some announcement coming soon. But um, other than your album, which I'm looking forward to. Um, I just want to end, end the show out, you know, other albums that, you know, you might be looking forward to this year. Um, we'll start with you, Darice. Oh, like most anticipated albums 2018? Yeah. yeah. Word. Oh, man. Well, I'm just jump right back into my hip-hop shit. <laughs> <laughs> Go with what you know. I mean, yo, right, right off top, um, Travis Scott. Ooh. His solo project is he coming out this year? It has to come out this year. Travis, Travis, is, Travis is dope, man. He has is the, is the Astro, Astro, Astro World, World. Okay. Astro World, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that one. That's that's supposed to come out this year. Yeah, I'm definitely just like Pusha T supposed to come out. This year. He was supposed to come out yeah, two years crazy. ago, but yeah, I, feel I know that's why I'm not. That's all I'm going to say is just like never get your hopes up with these albums, man. What about Cole? <laughs> Cole's supposed to. His, his, he usually comes out every two years. It's like, you know, he's you know, doing he it. dropped he, it in December. He does his so surprise. He don't, he's doing his surprise album stuff. So you never really get he it out. He did something out. But we all know Drake said he was going to drop something. So yeah, Drake it's been, it was quite a year last year. So you know he's going to have to come out. Wait, is that is that still hip hop or is that? <laughs> I don't, we don't know. Well, I, it's like, we'll see. You know? Drake is, you <laughs> know, Drake. Bro. Like, he's just Drake. I ain't, at this I ain't point. seen a hip hop album from Drake in a long time, really, but uh, yeah, so maybe he'll, you know, I mean, he might return. Yeah. He rapped on uh, Lil Wayne's uh, song. He did. He did. Well, Family he did Feud have some, some real tough bars on that one too. But yeah. uh, I know that was. I was really shocked. I was like, "Wait, what's happening right now? Did Drake just actually rap like, <laughs> and <man>. good?" <laughs> <laughs> now, what y'all? What y'all think, man? Because I know y'all listen to uh, rap. I know this is uh, on topic because it came out over the summer. But uh, th- that Dave East album, man. Oh, I didn't finish it yet. I didn't finish yeah, it. Yeah, man. It's dense. Now, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give it. It's just do because I wanted uh, to hate because I just heard one song and it was a song out of place. Like I can't just listen to the song I listened to without like I know what knowing you mean, man. context. So 
And then when is when is uh, when is Nipsey gonna come out with something? Because I know he's doing this year. Nipsey's grinding. I'm sure Nipsey will drop something this year. Actually, I heard Danny Brown is somebody I want to hear from. Okay, yeah. So so go ahead, go ahead, finish, go ahead, finish your list, and then you know we kind of talk about it. Okay. All right. Um, Okay. Last couple would be I heard Jack White low key. I heard Jack White was dropping, so that's kind of slack. I always like jazz because we're talking about jazz and like just rock and like just crossover kind of shit. Jack White, he's kind of fresh. Yeah, he got his own thing going, man. Yeah, I like it, man. Yeah, I'm like so. I'm excited to see what what he comes out with. I'm not saying it's gonna be amazing. Like you never know, but he could make some amazing shit. So I'm excited, right, right, man. And that's the thing, you never know, man. That's uh, that's a tough one, but it's uh, it's also reassuring, man. That's the thing. Like we constantly there's. People that sometimes they uh, lower or they they don't meet your expectations, but then the way music goes is they could turn right around, come out with an album right after that one, and you like, oh man, this is like the greatest of all time. Right. So it's very it's very unpredictable. The potential um, is so high. Like, yeah, man. You know, and you know, seeing people try to outdo their last project, man. Right. So, but yeah, man, yeah. I'm looking. I'm definitely looking forward to. I'm hoping that Nipsey can get get something coming going yeah. getting out well my last one real quick my last one just to just to finish my list so we can ask you guys uh-huh. uh migos because obviously culture two culture two is coming soon so uh, yeah. uh obviously i need to see how this one performs i'm not so into the um uh joe budden this single it's kind of nah. trash <laughs> nah, but they had, trash. look look but, but they had some other cute. stuff on there that was that definitely had me hyped for culture too. You that they definitely had some other stuff on that that project, bro. <laughs> you said you were not for the diss song. Um, <laughs> the song was weak. It was it wasn't even a diss. It was a diss, but it was like it was like a, it was the song wasn't good. Like musically, that song wasn't even good. Uh huh. The single. So I'm just like I want to hear the album. Like you know, there's songs that I like still bump that are Migos songs. Like you know, all the time. I love uh, you know they just got hard music. Like there's some songs that are dope, but. Anyways, what are you guys anticipating? Uh, so I made a list, uh, pretty in-depth list. So I'm just gonna rattle off the ones that yeah. you know I'm most most interested in. Uh, dropping next week, Ticey Gall, Freedom's Goblin. Um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with him, but he's a very prolific uh, guitarist. He definitely has that old school, maybe 70s, 80s rock sound. And his last album, which was his self-titled album, Tysagal, was incredible. He normally drops about, you know, three, four projects a year. Like, he's one of those guys who's just always putting out stuff. And he self-produces a lot of his own stuff, too. So, dropping next week is that. Uh, following the week after that, it's supposed to be Justin Timberlake. I was excited for it until I heard his first two singles. Yeah, I'm not really feeling it. With that. Not feeling. Yeah, it. I didn't know he was coming out with an album until the single came out. It's yeah, crazy. and it is. He I, just, I stopped caring immediately. He just after dropped. Album. He just dropped. The, he dropped the second single two days ago, and it wasn't uh, was not that good. So I'm hmm. not that excited. Like so, um, I'm actually excited for a soundtrack. I'm excited for the Black Panther soundtrack that Kendrick Lamar oh, yeah. is producing. Um, the two songs I've heard from there so far have been pretty fire. And that King's Dead was fire, minus Future's that part. King's Dead is flames. Minus Future's oh, part, who man. absolutely almost ruined it. But uh, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, that squeak, that, like, whisper yeah, I song. Bullshit he was, he was I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> I don't know what he said. I don't, that's what it reminded me of was the Ying Yang Twins whisper song, but, like, if done with, like, a trap twang, and it was yeah. trash. It was, but yeah, some people yeah, thought yeah. it was fire. I saw some terrible. kids online thinking this terrible. shit was playing. Keyword, like, you said what? kids. Keyword, you said kids. But, uh... Like, what the fuck? Get out of here, bro. Other than that, I'm definitely excited for, you know... The, the Black Panther and keeping the TDE J-Rock he said his album was done so I'm definitely looking forward to that oh, Schoolboy Q yeah, I didn't even shout out TDE Schoolboy Q said yeah, you got to. so Schoolboy Q said he's also dropping an album this year so okay. that'll be you know two TDE projects off the top um, Nipsey Hussle is dropping February 16th actually oh real so soon so be ready for that one yeah. Um, I need to push my album up, come out on the same day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's going to sell it for $100 this time again or what, but it should be mm. coming out. Migos, Culture 2, like you, like I'm definitely hyped for that one because Culture was, was fire. Culture I can't was, lie. Nice. was fire. Um, that shit was fire. Drake is for sure coming out this year with something. It was a pretty quiet yeah. last year for him. I'm hoping we get Pusha T. Finally, yeah, we have. He said to. it was. He said Push- it was about ninety percent done. Uh, so hopefully, we get that. Mm. Run the Jewels has been hinting that they're dropping something this year too. Um, mm. Kanye West is supposed to drop. Well, is rumored to drop Turbo Graphics. Turbo Graphics sixteen. <laughs> so that's what the I'm, name on the street. Yeah. I don't, did I even say Kanye? I didn't say Kanye. No, you didn't. I so no, I'm always, <laughs> I'm always excited to hear what he does, no matter what. Like he always comes out with something just completely out of left field. So definitely excited to hear that. Um, Race Fremer, Trim Life Three, kind of on the same level as Meagles, but a little bit lower. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah this I'm one's al- important for them. I'm always, and I'm not, I'm, I'm. Very interested in hearing Cardi B's first project. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say too, man. She's on the top of my list, man. Not I'm, because I'm a, a huge fan. Yeah. Mainly I'm, from the curiosity because I I'm saw very her curious to see. I mean, what Nikki, she can do. her and Nikki. I want to hear Nikki's project and Cardi's. I'm not that excited about Nikki's, but I am. Pretty I'm more excited, excited about Nikki's than I thought. I'm um, not, man. You know, it was interesting, man. I was ta- I was getting some. This this may be off topic, but I was getting some. Uh, a couple pair of jeans tailored so i was picking them up today from the tailor and uh yeah. and the, the girl there because they were on the radio or uh, talking about Birdman. i guess how he he owing a bunch of money now so we start talking about how he you know you know his mishaps as far as a businessman and burning bridges uh with the with cash money um and then she brought something to my attention that nikki hasn't really put out a lot of stuff man with no which she hasn't, man. Looking looking back, like most of the stuff she does has been features. She's had, I mm-hmm. think, two albums. And I say all that to say, man, that she just she didn't have the body of work that people think, man. Like she's held in high regard because she's been the only features. one out here doing it, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's true, man. So, now she yeah, got Cardi, some man. competition, some real competition, yeah, uh, and Cardi B. Is so Cardi uh, B is hitting because her last yeah. Bodak. I mean, uh, what's it? 
Her Cardi other single, yellow. Her Cardi other single, Cardi. yeah, her other single been, you know, it's been it's doing moving. Much, so I mean, it's moving. And I like her. I like her. Uh, you know, the thing is, when she said a couple um, a couple weeks ago, she was just basically like, "My album's gonna come out when it's ready," and it showed that made me really appreciate her because you know, obviously, like my story taking three years, but you know, she sees the bigger picture and it made me start to look at her like, okay, maybe she is, you know, more than just like looks or something. Maybe she is an actual artist. You know, she has this bigger picture mentality that I'm just not going to put anything out there because I'm getting pressure from fans. I, mean, yeah, you know, I want to make um, sure this that the is song why I'm is so right. curious, you know, to see right. what it's going to exactly. sound like. Um, exactly. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. All right. My last two, I had, they, these are not, you know, uh, guaranteed. They're, Rumored, but I'm hoping for one is a Jay and Beyonce album. They said that they had recorded a bunch of stuff that has not been put out. So, hmm. interesting. A very pot, very good possibility they might have a joint album on the way. And can we, is this the year we finally get Kendrick and J Cole? Um, it's gonna have to happen at some point. I'm, I mean, they've been talking about it for four years, so I've been, you know, they've both been kind of quiet. So I'm, you know, it's just hoping. Speaking into existence. Yeah, I'm just, you know, <laughs> hopefully this is the year, you know, we get find Kendrick and J. Cole album, but we'll see. That'd be dope, but. Yeah, man. I like it. But that's my 2018, that's, that's, what that's I'm looking man. forward to, basically. Yeah. Man, I, uh, since, since I'm like y'all, man, like I've been just having my head down trying to work on my stuff, but. There are artists. Um, I don't know who's coming out with what for sure. I mean, a couple of them have been named already, like Nipsey, definitely Nipsey. Um, but then, like, a few other artists left field that, uh, like, Halsey. Halsey, and, yeah. Yeah, man. Shout out I, to man, Halsey. I, I like her sound, man. See, I'm, I got to get to the her point. Her voice where is way get... better than I expected, honestly. Her, her songs are nice, like. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. She got a nice, you know, nice little sound, and I mean, her voice is unique. Um, and I wouldn't mind seeing uh, uh, what's so girl, man? Now I'm having brain freeze, man. Uh, Alina Baraz, man. Um, I'm not familiar with. Yeah, you. man, check her out, man. She, I guess she, it's hard to put her in a genre, but the guy that's usually producing is uh, that Grammaticus. I don't know if you guys know about. I do know Grammatica. Yeah. Dope, yeah, very yeah. dope. I'm a, yeah, man. So he's usually doing all her stuff. She got a nice, nice tone, you know. Sing, still singing about some adult content and all that. So mm-hmm. I feel like she hasn't put out enough work, and so definitely somebody like her too. Yeah. And then of course, you know, the other ones have been named already. Uh, it'd be interesting if we could get the J Cole Kendrick. I mean, because the thing is, I feel like you know. There's no at this point. There's no excuse. I mean, they've already done features together before. Yeah. Cole's already produced tracks for him, so you, they can't really say, "Well, I don't want to get on the track with him because people are going to compare and all that." Because they've already been on dope songs together, so yeah. it's they time to make that, it happen. Um, uh, Young Jeezy song together recently. Too, yeah, man. So they they need to go ahead and you know break the airwaves, man. I mean, this is yeah. a perfect year to do it. You know, they both came off two albums, so like I think this is. This is the time, if anything. But right. who knows with them? You never know. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, yeah. shortlist for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were a bunch of random names that I was going to, like, shout out, but, you know. 
like the wombats. Like some synth yeah. pop. Like I was like, oh, yeah, all the, the stuff you listen heads, to when you're like, painting and creating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, but that's like yeah. actually pop that I would tolerate would be like some. Well, see, it's a difference. Their their pop is a little different over there. You know? Like they they still got a lot of it's a lot of good traits of other genres and stuff going on. It's like they take it more serious. Yeah, like that's not. what I mean. Like, it doesn't feel like as, like, much bullshit. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, so, like, I could, I could actually tolerate that kind of fun. Yeah, man. Like they sound like they actually rehearsed or something. <laughs> right. Okay, yeah, they they yeah. they care more about the song than the dancing. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. I was speaking. Um, yeah, because there's a bunch of girls from over there, like, um, or singers, man. Like in Ellie Golden from UK, I think. Yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, a lot of my favorites is in um, based out of over there. Isn't Calvin Harris from you from over there too? He's not. I want to say Scotland, I believe. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so I'm starting to. You would know, man. You didn't been all over here. You know? <laughs> yeah. I you're just all, you're on that side. In the same category. <laughs> I believe it is Scotland. Yeah, Scottish. Oh, okay. But see, they all, even still, man, like all the European, like that pop, you know, type of thing, man, they, they got some nice stuff going on over there just from a musical standpoint. I mean, he started out as a soul artist, Calvin Harris did. Oh, well, that um, makes sense then. Yeah. If you right. if you know the reason why he made his name Calvin, uh, he made his name Calvin Harris because he wanted to be ambiguous, so people wouldn't know if he was like a white guy or a black guy doing this whole music. Yeah. That's how he started out. Uh, man, I like that man. That's one of them keeping it pure again. You don't want people going in with a closed mind before they hear you. Exactly. That's why he did the the his Funk Waves Volume One. Like his last project was like a more funk soul feel to it than I'm about to change my name like man that, but. <laughs> something crazy like John John Day or something like that <laughs> John Scott <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah man so, well, we got to do a talk man I see who, who are your favorite painters that's off topic man off the podcast <laughs> you can put me on some new people to evaluate and decorate or something uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, this podcast, man, this has been all right, man. I appreciate y'all, man, having me, having me on here. Thanks for yeah. coming. Thanks for chopping it up. Um, before we, you know, sign off, you want to just tell people again, you know, name of your album, when it's coming out, where people can find you. Oh, definitely. 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 Uh, so my name is Jaron Lamar Davis. J A R O N is in Nancy. Uh, eclectic alternative electric jazz hip hop album (laughs) (laughs) my view through the lens of music um, will be out mid-march single out how insensitive on um, all digital outlets Um, go definitely go check it out Um, website jaronlamardavis.com instagram my uh my uh, secret name drums hoops 23 um you know if you listen to the podcast you know why i'm named drums hoops 23 <laughs> uh, but yeah i'm on facebook jaron lamar davis um just find me anywhere google me and uh some stuff will pop up <laughs> not a lot but but you can find me on there so definitely uh if you want to you know, message me. Feel free to do that too. Uh, I'm an open book. I enjoy you know meeting new people and connecting. So, uh, looking forward to maybe meeting some of you. 
Definitely so. Be on the lookout for that. Um, we have some collabs with him, you know, in the works. So you'll be hearing a lot more of his stuff around our way. You know, obviously, we'll you know, we'd love to have you back on the show sometime too, for sure. Especially, uh, especially when you know your album comes out and we get a chance to listen to it and you know definitely break it down and whatnot. But um, yeah, that is it for this uh, music file show podcast. Today's date is. January 18, 2018. Um, we will be back. We will try to get more of these out. Uh, try to get out on a weekly basis. Definitely uh, get more guests out here. Break it down. You know, chop it up about different topics like we did today. Um, as always, if you have any questions, suggestions, comments, anything, um, you can just go ahead and leave a comment directly on our SoundCloud when this goes up or YouTube when this goes up or on the website anywhere that we post this as well as emailing us at podcast at livinglifefearless.co or going to livinglifefearless.co slash podcast and filling out the form there um, but that's it we will be back thanks for listening and catch y'all next time yeah keep living life fearless y'all music files 2018 peace